they would not believe, even if one would come from this place, would raise from the dead. May the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, and uh, challenge to us. He said, if even for one should arise from the dead, will you believe? So against we are being challenged of our faith in the resurrection. Now, my dear brothers and sisters, the central dogma of our holy Catholic faith that Jesus rise from the dead, body, blood, soul, and divinity. And he appeared to the apostolic community and they saw him and they touched him and they ate with him. And the gospel's burden is the message of the resurrection. Now there's other teaching of Jesus there, obviously. And Paul, he, he glories in the resurrection but he gives, teaches us how to live an ascetical life so that we will be worthy of the resurrection. But sooner or later, we're going to fall asleep in the Lord. When these epidemics come amongst us, uh, we wonder if it's going to be sooner or later. But only God knows that. But we should live our lives as though it was going to be sooner. And so some of us, unfortunately, it will be sooner. Because life is a precious thing. And it's normal for us to be afraid of death. I want to tell you that. Paul tells us that. It's mentioned in other places in the Bible. And everybody in our society tries to, more or less, well, not everybody, but a lot of people try to make paradise here on earth. This place is not a paradise. It's beautiful, especially nature around us where we live here on the mountain. It's very beautiful. But it's also tricky. And we should see things always with the eyes of faith. So when we look around the world, we see the beauty of God around us, but the best place to receive, re discover the beauty of God is in our hearts. Not many people pay attention to the New Testament, but you should read it and see how many times our Lord mentions the heart in Paul. That's hesychistic spirituality in the Bible. And of course, we live, live that here in the monastery. We're called hesychists. People who remain silent to hear the voice of God in their hearts. And I've preached to you about the voice of God. To hear the voice of God, you have to give him quality time. You have to become what they call a contemplative. Now this week in my readings, I've uh, delved a little bit into 
the sacraments of initiation, baptism, chrismation, and of course the Eucharist. And I've been reading some other literature. I hear that Eastern Catholics are weak in their faith. How can they be Catholics? How can they not know the reason they were baptized was to give them the gifts of the Holy Spirit. They were chrismated to give them the royal gifts of faith, hope, and charity so that we could approach the Eucharist. And we see the risen Lord, body, blood, soul, and divinity under the forms of bread and wine. But it's not bread and wine. It's body, blood, soul, divinity, Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ came from heaven to this earth to make that possible. He is the great high priest. There is a beautiful prayer, priest prayer. I have it in my prayer book. I don't say it every day, I say it occasionally. And it reminds us, I'm going to just read a little bit to you. It's beautiful. And it just reminds us of our relationship to Christ and the Blessed Virgin. It's to spare addressed to the Blessed Virgin Mary. Dear Mother Mary, Mother of the High Priest Jesus Christ, be Mother to this lowly priest too. To the sacred minding, I am another Christ, but through my faults, I am only another sinner. But because you are my mother, I wear my priesthood not in dread fear, but with eager hope, hope and joy. Guard me, my body, my soul, and my mind, and my heart. Help me in a, in a priest's own problems, in Nazareth's work, in Gethsemane's loneliness, in Calvary's physical pain. Help me to be kind to the poor and persistent and reasonable because in God's eyes I am all these things myself. Light in the sanctuary of my soul, the strong candles of my manly piety, so I may pray not with mere formality, but with fervor of a brilliant faith. In the ministry, turn my goodwill into good works. Give me zeal that my routine cannot rust, a humility that no success can shatter, patience in the splinters of petty troubles, and resignation in the big crosses burden me. Mary, my mother, you are my health of the sick, Help me to be their friend and their consolation. You are the refuge of sinners. Let my arms be outstretched wide in the, as a crucified to receive the repentant. Because I do need and have known God's mercy. You are the tower of ivory, or then your immaculate fortress. I may place my priestly purity. Let my life be spotless as a gleaming or altar cloth. 
so that each day I may, without guilt, take into my hand the child you so often held in your arms. Whisper to me that the liturgy is not just part of the day, but the heart of the day, O Mother Mary, Mediatrix of all grace. Reach out some special grace this day to each person all over the world, to the young, the tempted, the old, scourged, the dying, the living martyrs behind the persecution, and the poor, straggling shepherds who have struggled with their flock. Help them, and help them, O Mother, of perpetual help, endure. I pledge, presume my perpetual devotion to I consecrate all that I am and all that I will be. On the steep path of the priesthood, I pray you walk with me every step of the way. As evening comes, hold high your lamp, and as at last, lift the latch of the gate, and bring me into the heavenly heaven, a priest forever. Wherefore, forever, in his eternity, is the joyful company of Jesus, my sweet, my sweet Savior, and you, my sweet mother, Mary, amen. This is a priest prayer, but I think we can all learn from this, because you are a priestly people. What made you a priestly people was your baptism, chrismation, and Eucharist. That means the ecclesiastical, the hierarchical priests, is an example to you also of what you should what you be doing and living and how you conduct your life. And then the gospel is a temptation to say, well, you know, I can avoid that or I can delay that now. And it warns you, you're not going to get across the abyss if you don't take this dedicated life that is yours, O Christians, and live it, not just priests and monks, but everybody. The monk's life is supposed to be an example to the rest of you. And I remind the monks that quite frequently, that they're not to be a scandal to people, but they're supposed to be an example to the way we should be living. That means that, at least in the monk's life, the majority of his life, he's in some kind of prayer. You know, so I was reading this week an article that says we should be praying always. It says so in the Bible. So I said, well, that's a great hard hardship. I don't know if I, every moment I'm praying. And it also in the Bible says... When you cannot pray as you should, the Holy Spirit prays in you. So one time he's telling us we must be praying always. Second time he's telling us how it's made possible because we have the gifts of the Holy Spirit in us. That's the most important thing Jesus Christ came to give us was his death, past, and resurrection was to give us the gifts of the Holy Spirit that we could be part of this life, like it says in the prayer, that Christ is in you. How is he in you? In God, 
the Holy Trinity. There are divine energies that are only his. And the interior of his life will always remain a mystery. There is a circumcision of prayer between the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit is their delight. We can participate in that because why they gave us the sacraments. But when you fall asleep in the Lord, you too participate in these divine energies, which are a product of God's life, but not, they can't cling to it. We can't cling to them. They come and reside in them, and the Holy Spirit brings them with the priesthood of Christ. Now that's mystical theology. You don't get too much of that. You're always worried about us being good or bad and teaching us moral theology. But that's important. If you can all know all the rules, you can know all the sins in the world. And we remember the seminary, I despaired, they gave us a book on moral theology. There was more sinning in that book than I ever needed to know about. I did not need to read that book. The majority of people don't ever do those things, I'm sure. But they said, well, you're going to be a confessor. You have to hear confessions. I went to confession. It's a temptation to read this book. He said, well, you have to do that because you're going to be a priest. Most of the time, none of my people I've ever been around, they're all just local sinners. They're all weak from original sin. They're all blessed by God. They all have the gifts of the Holy Spirit in them. But the one thing they should not forget is the prayer of the heart. People come here to ask me about the higher prayer. I usually laugh at them. Because they're not going to do the necessary things to receive the higher prayer. But... You have to know all this other stuff, too, to inform you and to encourage you to the higher prayer. So each day, somewhere in your day, your busy day, you remember making a living, building the house, whatever you're doing, buying a new car, that's temporary stuff. Don't get too attached attached to it. But the life of the Christ and the Spirit in your heart brings you to eternity. It's those energies that come from God. And how can we picture energies? When we look up and we see the lights in the Holy Temple and we can see that's a form of energy. Our whole body is some form of energy. But the most important energy is that which comes in God and makes us a part of his divine life. We call it grace. The gift of God that makes us holy. Now you do neglect that. God is with you. So we say in Slavonic, God is with us. God being with us, has to be, that presence has to be nurtured. So you're making that choice to go to heavenly way or to fall into the material world or worse. You're making it every day. 
So, it's interesting talking with your people. I knew, I've heard confessions where women and men and all sorts of people, they get up at 5.30 in the morning and they spend an half an hour with God in contemplative prayer, speaking with him. And I say, what do you hear? He says, we hear the small voice of God. We feel the warmth of his love. We have the courage to go on and live our life because Christ is in us, just like the gospel says. We've all read the Bible many times, but to really understand that you have to get those special graces that open the text to you. In the early church, there were the Desert Fathers. I'm reading another book now by Maloney. He was a famous Jesuit. He wrote a lot of books. I used to call him Phony Maloney, but I've uh, reevaluated my opinion. I'm reading this book, I don't know, I think it's Elizabeth or somebody gave it to me on the interior life, the mystical life. And it's, it's, it's like a um, symposium. It's like an intellectual approach to the interior life. And I guess you have to have that before you can get to the real thing. And uh, he talks about the Desert Fathers. He says they were too intellectual. I can't imagine the Desert Fathers being in, in, too intellectual. They prayed 24 hours a day in shifts. He said they did at this famous studio monastery in Constantinople before it was destroyed. But the, the, the walls and the floor are still there. I went and stood in that, the range of that building. Now, getting back to where we should be in this homily, you are the temple of God. What do we do in a temple? We go there to be with God. We go there to talk to God. We go there to achieve holiness. This temple we have here is beautiful. It reminds us of the saints, our friends, who pray for us still. And those are the ones who have achieved the heights of the interior life. What do you think in the visitation when Our Lady went to Elizabeth and they're greeting each other there? Who are they greeting? The beauty they see in each other because of their spiritual gifts. We should appreciate each other. We all have spiritual gifts, but we are kind to get tied up with the things of life and neglect them and to minimize prayer. Our company with God each day. Now getting back to the people I've heard confessions, they get up 5.30 in the morning, they pray before they go to work. They make a visit during the day the church where the, where the Blessed Sacrament is. 
discreetly as possible, they receive the Holy Eucharist, especially on Sunday and feast days. When you receive the Holy Eucharist, you go to the Holy Table, I bring it out. It's just a miracle that the words of Christ, the Lord comes into the Holy Eucharist. Body, blood, soul, divinity. And we eat his body and drink his blood, as we're told to in John's Gospel. And this you eat my body and drink my blood, you do not have life in you, John 6. I had pondered that many times as I was being trained and as a priest. We are so special. Don't neglect your specialness. Don't neglect the fact that you are the living temple. And the temple that's in you is just like the church. The place of God is always on the holy table. Tabernacles there. The reserved species is there. Body, blood, soul, divinity. Your tabernacle is your heart. If you do anything that hurts your heart, or you use your heart to hurt other people, it's a sacrilege. If you neglect your heart each day in prayer, it's a great neglect. Speak to God, who receives in the Eucharist and resides in his divine grace in your heart, his energies. Say whatever you want to say. Sooner or later you'll come to a point you're not going to say anything. You're just going to adore God in your heart. Our brothers in the Roman Catholic Church, they adore the Blessed Sacrament. It's a wonderful devotion. But don't forget, you're the tabernacle of the Blessed Sacrament. You're the one where divine grace lives. You're the Holy One. And when you go to visit, you're only visiting yourself again. My dear brothers and sisters, you are magnificent because of the gifts of God in you. When times tough, hard things come along, it's not easy to pray. But at least say the Jesus prayer. And during the day, take time out, a few minutes, and speak to God who's with you. If you're tempted into sin, remember who's with you. Remember your body is given to you as a holy church, a holy tabernacle for the life of God to grow in you. So say those words of St. Paul. Carry them with you every day. I live not I, but Christ lives in me. Name the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen.